I'm Gracie. And I'm Kaylee. And this is Sinister Sofa Talks. So my case is about the disappearance of Caitlin Atkins. And I think that's how you spell her last name. Not spell, what the fuck? Say her last name? (laughs) Jesus. I don't know. So Caitlin was just 19 years old when she disappeared on December 5th, 2015 from Virginia. Caitlin Atkins was born on December 2nd, 1996. And she was described... As this just really compassionate, loving, caring girl, and she wanted everyone to feel good about themselves, and she tried to make everyone, like, uplift everyone, and she was super smart as well. She graduated high school two years early. Caitlin was super close with her family, but she lived in Arizona while her family lived in Virginia. Caitlin actually moved to Arizona to be with her fiancé, Amber Rios. They met when they were just kids, and they were super close, even when Amber moved away at 11 years old and eventually got together. When Caitlin was 18, she moved to be with her family, and they were engaged shortly after. And because Caitlin did not live with her family, she was constantly in contact with them. She would text them and call them at least three times a day sometimes, and she would just call them about anything, like when I call mom, when I walked into the grocery store. (laughs) But mm-hmm. but she was super close with her mom and her sister, her mother, Lisa, and her sister, Gabby. And shortly after Caitlin moved, her sister, Gabby, became pregnant, and Caitlin was just super excited about it. Caitlin really loved children, and when she was younger, she wanted to be a Head Start teacher. Oh, yeah. But her and her sister were super close, and they always talked about, like, when they'd get married and how many children they would have and all that stuff. And Gabby gave birth on the 21st of November in 2015, and Lisa, Caitlin's mom, was calling Caitlin to schedule a flight to visit her new nephew and just visit the family and all that. So Lisa booked Caitlin's flight for December 1st and her flight home for December 5th. Caitlin got in kind of late on the 1st of December, and her mother Lisa, her aunt Pamela, and her aunt's husband went to pick up Caitlin, and they went straight to Gabby's house, which is about an hour away from the airport. So she could meet her nephew. Oh, Caitlin also had, like, really excited news for her family. She was going to be enrolling in a cosmetology program, and she needed her diploma that was at her mom's house so she could finish the enrollment process. So that was part of the reason why she flew home. Caitlin was set to start school the following Monday, and she was actually wasn't supposed to fly back home until the 7th, but her school started on the 7th, so that's why she was flying home early on Saturday the 5th. So during her trip, Caitlin was just trying to catch up with all her family and friends because she hadn't been home in over a year. And and on December 4th, she went to visit her friend and her friend's boyfriend. And she ended up staying the night, which is an important detail later. But okay. And then she the next morning, she went back to her mom's house to get ready for her flight at 5.40 p.m. But her mom, Lisa, had work that day. So Lisa asked her ex-husband, James Branton. I don't know how to say his last name. I've heard people say it differently, so I don't know. But Lisa asked her ex-husband to take Caitlin to the airport, and James isn't their biological father, but he was super involved in Caitlin and Gabby's lives because he was just like a father figure to um, Caitlin and Gabby and super protective of them since their dad, their biological dad left when Caitlin was around three years old. 
So even after Lisa and James split up, he was still in Caitlin's life. So it's nothing out of the ordinary for Lisa to ask him to take Caitlin to the airport. So around 8.39-ish in the morning, Lisa dropped Caitlin off at James' house. And Caitlin and James were just sitting around talking about cosmetology school and how she's super excited to start. And like their plans on when to leave because James had work at 3 p.m. that day. So they'd have to leave a little before 1 p.m. to get to the airport since it was an hour and 20-ish minutes away. Caitlin said it was totally fine because she was just glad she had a ride to the airport. And Caitlin would have only sat at the airport for a couple hours anyway. But this is where things get, like, weird. At 11.52 a.m., Caitlin texted her fiancé, Amber, and said, Something came up. I'm not coming back today. I'll let you know when I get a new flight. What the fuck? Yeah. And then it's kind of a very abrupt, like, message to send to your fiancé. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. And then she sent another text to her fiancé saying she won't be able to text for a bit. And then at 1.52 p.m., James texted Lisa saying he dropped Caitlin off. No worries. And Lisa texted him asking how the traffic was. Like, just a normal conversation. And then eight minutes later, Lisa received a text from Caitlin saying she's at the airport, but her battery's about to die, and she won't be able to text. And then, yeah, but then she texted Amber saying she won't be flying home today. So it's weird. That is weird. So at some point after that, Amber gets a text from Caitlin, which says that there was something wrong with her flight, and she'll have to get another one. And Amber thought this was really strange, so she texted Caitlin's mom, Lisa, and asked if she knew what was going on with the flights. And Lisa started to get worried because she didn't hear anything about it. She hadn't heard from Caitlin, and she looked, and there was no more flights for that day. So Lisa tried to get in touch with Caitlin, but her phone was just, like, ringing, wouldn't go through, and she wasn't replying to any texts. So Lisa tried to get, like, the other family members to try to call her and text her, but no luck. And so Lisa tried calling the airport to see what was going on, and they said everything was fine, the flights are on schedule, and so she had them, like, do an announcement on the speaker so Caitlin could mm-hmm. hear, but she never came to, like, the desk or anything. Probably because she wasn't there. Yeah. So after this, Lisa got in contact with James because he was obviously the last one to see her. Right. And she wanted to know if he thought she seemed off or if she said anything strange or whatever. And this is when James told her he did not actually drop her off at the airport. He dropped Caitlin off at the Springfield Mall, which was just strange because... But didn't he say that he dropped her off? Yes. He dro- He said to Lisa he dropped her off at the airport. Okay. James said that Caitlin had asked him to drop her off at the Springfield Mall to just catch the metro like train thing there. But the problem with this whole thing is that, that she didn't know about the mall. It was so far away from her house from when she lived up in Virginia. And her mom said she hadn't been on the metro since she was like six years old. And also, like, okay, whatever, if that was the case, but then why would he say, I dropped her off at the airport? Exactly. She And she was like, whatever. So, a few hours later, at 7.18 p.m., Lisa received two separate texts from Caitlin saying, I'm staying with a friend. I need some time alone. What the fuck? Yeah. And straight away, Lisa was just freaked out because her and Caitlin texted well, yeah. all hours of the day, every day. And when you text somebody a lot, like, you can pick up on their, like, texting mannerisms, you know? Sure, yeah. And um, Lisa said that Caitlin never, ever double-texted. She said that that was one of Caitlin's pet peeves when people sent, like, multiple texts when you could just say it in one. Sure, yeah. 
And so when she got the two separate texts and like they were weird, she it was like warning signs to her. And so Lisa responded to Caitlin saying, call me. I'm very worried about you. Please call me. And around the same time, Caitlin messaged Amber on Facebook, not text messages, and said, I can't come back. I cheated on you. The fuck? And, yeah. Like and Amber, whoever this is, you're grasping, like, at this point. Yeah. And Amber's just straight up, like, what the fuck? What's going on? Because they didn't have any tension. There wasn't any fights. Like, right. everything was good at their house, you know? And our family said Caitlin was just so excited to see Amber when she got back and start cosmetology school. Because it was something she'd been interested in a long time. And they literally had seen her that day, and now it's just a complete 180. Right. So Lisa tried to call her. Her family tried to call her and text her, but she wasn't answering any texts or calls until eventually her phone wouldn't ring at all and the text wouldn't deliver. The family was freaking out, and Lisa tried contacting police, but the police basically said, he needs to relax. She's a teenager. She probably just wants some space. Which is just I don't understand the whole, like, missing person thing. Why do you have to wait so long before you can file, like, a missing person thing? If you know that person, you know what what they're going to do and what they're not, you know? Yeah. Well, like, I get if they've had, like, a history of running away. Sure, that makes sense. But, like... But if they don't... Yeah. Because it's, like, me going missing and... They would just say to mom, oh, she's just a teenager. (laughs) But we know you would not do that. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's just frustrating. But by the 7th of the, what the fuck? So by the 7th, the following Monday, nobody had heard from Caitlin. She was supposed to already be home starting cosmetology school, but nobody has heard anything. So Lisa went down to the Spotsville County Police Department to file a missing person report. And while Lisa was filling out the forms for the report, a police officer came up to her and told her that they found Caitlin's suitcase in a drainage ditch that was 44 miles away from the Springfield Metro Station. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, Detective Rob Marshall said that there was a wheel missing on the suitcase and there were scuff marks all over the suitcase, which... They indicated that the suitcase tumbled on something, whatever. And the police theorized that the suitcase had been thrown out of a moving vehicle because of the way it looked. Hmm. But inside the suitcase, they found her wallet, her ID, her debit cards, Caitlin's plane ticket home. But what was missing out of the suitcase was all of Caitlin's clothes and her diploma. That's weird. Yeah. And the rest of it was, like, packed neatly in the suitcase, which they thought was kind of weird. Yeah. Um, And not long after they found the suitcase, detectives received a call that they found a body only a few miles from where the suitcase was found. Mm -hmm. And at first people thought, oh, this is Caitlin because the body was a 20-year-old girl. She had blonde hair. She had tattoos. And the person had been shot to death. Mm -hmm. But the person was shortly identified as Heather Cuccini. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Probably not. But a lot of people thought Caitlin and... Heather were connected because they both were blonde, had tattoos, similar build, same age. And people thought maybe, like, somebody did, the like, one person did the same thing to both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, a serial killer or something. But the theory had been completely ruled out. And there was absolutely no connection between the two girls. So, anyways, police started to look around, search around the area. The suitcase was found because it was strange that the suitcase had, like, all the important things she needed, and it was found right. 44 miles away from the place she was dropped off at. 
So a place searched within a 30-mile radius of the location of where the suitcase was found, but they did not find anything. Police decided to look at the surveillance footage of the Springfield Mall, the metro station, and the airport, and none of these showed Caitlin, and it didn't show James's car. Okay. Um, I did read that two days after Caitlin's disappearance, the surveillance footage corroborates with James... Um, James's count of events, but it wasn't until December of 2016 that it was reported that there was absolutely no indication of Caitlin, James, or his car in the footage. Hmm. So James is starting to be like, he looks like a suspect. Right. A year later. So the police's next move was to pull the phone records. The police pinged Caitlin's phone as well as James James's phone to see the location, and what they found did not corroborate with James's story. So at 1.52 p.m., when Caitlin texted Lisa telling her she was at the airport, she was actually 30 minutes away from the mall, but she was in close range to James's house. Mm-hmm. And when James texted Lisa at 1.52 p.m. saying he had dropped Caitlin off at the airport, his phone actually pinged near his house as well. Mm-hmm. And when Lisa received Caitlin's final text from her, Caitlin's phone pinged at a tower that was about 15 miles away from where her suitcase was found. So, it was believed that she had never actually left the area where James's house was. Right. And so, James is looking suspicious as fuck at this point. Right. Which people thought was really weird because up until this point, he was super cooperative with police. He helped them with everything if they needed something. Well, sometimes they're going to be, though. Yeah. Like, sometimes they insert themselves into investigations. Oh, yeah. So, they have an idea if they're getting... Exactly. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So police asked James to do a polygraph test, which he agreed to, and they set it up for December 29th in 2016, but at some point after Christmas, James canceled the polygraph test, and just he just like did a complete 180. James said he didn't like that they were looking at him as a suspect and just hung up. Oh, Jesus. He refused to talk to him, and still to this day, James will not talk to police. Hmm. So, authorities get a search warrant for his home, the area around his home, and his car. And they took, like, his electronics, his towels, his sheets, like, everything. And this search went on for eight hours. Jesus. Yeah, so police were, like, super thorough, but nothing came of it. But another thing I found interesting was James had another property that the police did not search. I don't know if they couldn't get a warrant or they just chose not to search it or they didn't know about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so something could have been there, but nobody knows. Where was I? Oh, so police decided to question his employer because James was supposed to go to work at 3 p.m. the day Caitlin disappeared. But it turns out James never went to work. Not only did he not go to work, but James never went to work again. Another side note I thought was interesting was that James, I guess, had, like, really good security on his phone. And police were, like, not able to get into his phone. And to this day, they still have no idea what is on his phone. What the fuck? Yeah. Which I thought was weird. Which plays into, like, theory later. But So James completely stopped cooperating with the police. And Lisa was just extremely frustrated. And Lisa actually confronted James about it. And he literally refused to talk to her and still to this day has not spoken to her what the shit yeah um and another weird thing is that james never asked for his stuff back from the police none of his electronics none of his towels his sheets whatever he never asked for it back that's weird 
Yeah. Because usually people are like, okay, when can I get that back? Like, yeah. Well, especially electronics, I think. Yeah. Give me the fuck back. But So investigators started talking to Caitlin's friends and her family, and they spoke to the two friends she saw the night before she disappeared and the one she stayed the night at. Um, and when, she, when the police questioned them, they found out that the three of them, I guess, just got super drunk partying all night and they ended up having a threesome Mm -hmm. and the next day I guess they all just regretted it badly and Caitlin just wanted to go home she felt awful guilty because she just cheated on her fiance but her friend said that they resolved the issue and like there wasn't any like bad blood between them but the police also decided to talk to her closest friend Kevin Eastridge another friend Caitlin visited while she was home I watched an interview of him, and he is fucking weird to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's weird. Because he was like, me and her actually dated, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe I sound like a bitch, but I thought he was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin said that Kaylin texted him saying that she needed somebody to talk to and just told him everything that the two friends forced themselves onto her. And one thing led to another, and they ended up having sex. And Kevin said she just cried all day. But they sorted it out, and it was fine. But the reason why she was crying was because she cheated on Amber, but the friends, like, they were never considered as suspects because of what happened with the three of them. Okay. Kevin also said some weird things about James. Kevin said that James was abusive towards Caitlin. He said that there was no evidence of physical abuse, but there was verbal abuse. And Amber came out saying the same thing as Kevin as well. And another thing, I don't know if this is true, but Kevin said that James had a problem with Caitlyn's relationship. He didn't really like that, that she was gay, and he just wasn't comfortable with it. So some theories, which I don't even know. I think James did it. (laughs) Yeah, he, like, the second you said that text thing, I was like, oh, this fucker. Yeah. That's weird as shit. But, so some people think that she left on her own. I don't feel that out. I know. So police found a message on Facebook to a friend where Caitlin said she didn't want to be in Virginia, but she didn't want to be in Arizona. She just wasn't happy. She was like, she had conflicted feelings, whatever. And so people were like, oh, well, she cheated on her fiance. She didn't like being in Arizona. She didn't like being in Virginia, so she probably left. Police also found an encrypted text messaging app, which I have like no idea like what that is, but... <laughs> Um, the police like could not get into it and so they started theorizing that maybe she was talking with someone and decided to leave to be with them and because of how guilty she felt with Amber she just like completely cut off contact but I just think it's weird because her mom said like they were so close and how could she go years without talking to her mom do you know what I mean right and some people say this explains why she took her clothes and her diploma, but I'm like, she needs her ID to be able to. Exactly. Like, that do doesn't. Anything. Like, her diploma. And why would she want her diploma? Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make sense. That theory, I just think, is stupid, but. Yeah. So, the suitcase situation, people think is weird because if the police theorize that the suitcase was thrown out of a moving vehicle, but if it, ha- if it was thrown out, people think that. There had to have been, like, at least two people. So somebody was driving while somebody threw it out. And some people think that James helped Caitlin run away, which I just... I just I don't, don't buy that, though. Like, she never. was making plans for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Now, well, if she and- hadn't made plans and she hadn't enrolled in school or whatever, then maybe. But yeah. when people say like, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, but people think the reason why he didn't take the polygraph test is because he helped Caitlin run away. And the polygraph would have shown. I'm like, no. I I just don't believe it. No, I feel like he got cocky and he thought he was going to be able to trick the polygraph and then he got scared. I think he has something to do with it, but I don't think it's that he helped her run away. Yeah, because the first year the police said, like, he he was ruled out, like, he's not a suspect. Right. And then a year later they started shifting and then he was like, oh, fuck this on that one. Right. But her family does not believe any of the theories with James helping her or she met somebody and ran away on her own, whatever. Because, like, they think if she was alive somewhere, they don't think she could go years without contacting her mom or her sister or no. at least, like, telling them something. You know what I mean? Right. And another theory is that she did meet somebody on the encrypted text messaging app. And she was going to meet up with them because she was just done with it. She wanted a little escape from everything for a while. But that person didn't have good intentions. Her sister Gabby actually thinks that this is a possibility. She met somebody just to get away from it all after the whole threesome thing, whatever. But And then some people think James could have been working with the person, Caitlin. Okay, sorry guys, we're having technical difficulties. So... The last thing we heard was um, the theory about her running away with someone else because of the encrypted text or whatever. Oh, okay. So people think, like, so she could have met somebody. Well, she could have been texting them, like, it could have been innocent at first. Sure. But then after the whole threesome thing, she was like, I just need to get away and decided to meet up with them, but they ended up not having good intentions. Right. Her sister Gabby thinks this could be a possibility for her sister's disappearance. Right. Well, because it could have even been something like maybe she didn't have the same intentions as this person. So this person took it the wrong way or they got upset or something, you know. Yeah. Which I think is one of the more realistic. More likely. Yeah. Yeah. Another theory is that some people think James could have been working with the person Caitlin could have possibly met. Caitlin told him, like, confided him that she was talking to this person. I don't know. And then James was like, if he was uncomfortable with her sexuality, he, I don't know. People think he was connected to the person she possibly could have met. I feel like that one's a little less likely. Me too. I don't know. But overall, many people think James definitely played a role in Caitlyn's disappearance. I think so. Because I think it's weird. I don't know. Just his whole text thing is very, it's giving me, like, icky vibes. I don't know. Well, yeah, and some people, because since he had super good security on his phone, some people think, well, could he have messed with the, like, locations on where their phone pings? Which I have no idea how pinging phones work well because it pings so when your phone from what i understand and maybe i'm fucking dumb but from what i understand when your phone pings it's it's not giving you an exact location it's saying okay it's pinging between these three towers here so it's giving you like an approximate location but not 
I don't think it gives you an exact. Well, and another thing I heard was because when James first texted Lisa and then Caitlin texted Lisa eight minutes after and mm-hmm. their location showed not close enough to be together. But I wonder if, if they have different uh, service providers. So like one phone probably tower and then the other one. I don't know if that's how it works, but that's one thing I thought of. But That's possible. I don't know much about it. Me either. So maybe. But yeah, that's the story of Caitlin Atkins. She still has not been found to this day. I feel like, I don't feel like she's out living a different life somewhere. Me either. Whatever happened, I think she's dead somewhere. But I feel like it could be probable to either be James or that she was talking to someone and maybe their intentions were different from each other and she got hurt. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Because I feel like it also would probably be some random person as well because wouldn't James kind of know her mannerisms? And so he would know better, like, the way that she would text? Yeah. Because, like, they said that they were still super close after... Lisa and James divorced, so I wouldn't see why he right. wouldn't be, you know. I guess it would also be probable, too, though, that he wouldn't be thinking straight in that situation. Yeah, so maybe, but I don't know. To be like, oh, I should text. Kim. Right. But also, he, I would feel like, despite the situation, that he would know better than to, like, say the things that were said. Like, she wouldn't say that to her fiancé, or she wouldn't just, I don't know. I want to I wanna feel like it's James, but also at the same time, I don't know. I feel like he would know her better than that. I know. When it's so frustrating because if it is just somebody she met, you literally have no idea. Right. Because they can't get into that app, which I think is weird. That is weird. Also very strange that they can't get into James's phone. I know. Because I'm like, why can't you just make him open it? <laughs> which that also feels like a connection to me that they can't get into his phone also can't get into this app so maybe those two things are correlated i don't know yeah. but i thought this story was like really interesting makes me sad though because i feel bad for i never heard of it i don't mean either but i was trying to find one that like i never really heard of right because i swear december ones are always Lacey Peterson, Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. I know it was so hard to find one that wasn't wrapped around Ted Bundy or Ed Kemper. I was like, oh my god, I do not want to do these ones, please. I know because I don't know those cases are interesting, but like they're so overdone. Well, sure, but they're so talked about already. Yeah. Like, what's the what's thought, the point? You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I thought it was interesting, That's but interesting. I hate unsolved ones. I literally hate them. Too. I know. We'll have to see. Because like I was telling you yesterday, I think I can open up on the Spotify for there to be like Q&A kind of thing. We'll have to open it and see what other people think, what their theory is on yeah. it. If I can do it. I'm pretty sure I can. That's Caitlin Atkins. I think that's how you say it. You can email us at SinisterSofaTalks at gmail.com and you can follow us on Instagram at SinisterSofaTalks. Please leave us a review and email us with any recommendations. For your own cases you would like to see us cover, we would also love to read your sinister stories, whether they are true crime, murder involved, spooky, or anything of the sort. Just put in the title line of your email, sinister stories. You want your zodiac sign is, and we'll read those correlating to what zodiac dates we're currently in. Thank you so much for listening. Catch us on the next one. Mm-hmm.